Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Of course, I, I think, you know, we always click, but, you know, last game he was isolated one-on-one. So, um, you know, a lot of the time that, that doesn't happen. So, of course, you know, when that does happen, of course, we want to get him the ball as much as possible. So, um, you know, when those opportunities present itself, of course, we're going to try to get the ball to a one-on-one matchup. And we always preach, you know, winning those one-on-one matchups and stuff like that. That's your Bears franchise quarterback of the future, Justin Fields, talking about his connection with Allen Robinson. It does not appear to be a thing tomorrow. Welcome and welcome back. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Cody with you. We go to the Scores Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and we... Bring back the score senior NFL knowledgeable guy and Shaw Media Football Ubermacher Hub Arkish. Welcome back to our airwaves, Hub. It is so good to be with you, Steve. I love being an Ubermacher. I always miss that. You're the only one who gives me that one. So <laughs> Well, I it's certainly earned, it's deserved. I have this question, I asked this before we took the break. What is real with Justin Fields and what is not? What do you believe at this point in time? What do you still need to know, see? What will take it? What will it take to convince you? Oh, I, I think, I, you know, first of all, I, I know there's been some confusion about this because I try and explain to people that rookie quarterbacks take a while. I've been convinced since they drafted him. I, I thought he absolutely should have been the second quarterback taken in the draft. I, I had no problem with giving up the extra one to come up and get him where they did, uh, especially after two other guys had come off the board first. So to me, it's always been more a matter of time. And, and I think what is real is what you saw in the second half versus Pittsburgh. Uh, now, uh, what people need to understand, there will be some steps backwards. There will be some potholes. There will be some bumps in the road because he's a rookie quarterback, you, you know, and he is nowhere near 100% ready. But I think prior to that Steelers game, he was playing uh, at about 20, you know, 25 percent uh, in the second half. I think he played at 75, 80 percent, uh, you know, now based on where he's at. And as I think, what is it, six or seven starts Sunday, 
you're probably still only going to see 40, 50, 60 percent of what you're getting eventually. And and what always defines these guys is how many of them get to 100 percent because physically he's special and, and mentally he appears to be really good too. It's the mental part that usually holds these kids back. And so I'm really excited to, to see where he picks up tomorrow. If, if he picks up right where he left off uh, or if we do take a step backwards now, because it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, but I think what's real is that there's a good chance the Bears do finally have their franchise quarterback. Hey, Hub, was what he did against Pittsburgh at the end special or just like the next step in development? No, it was the next step in development. I think special is still coming. Uh, you know, special is when he does it for 60 minutes, four, five, six weeks in a row. Um, uh, we knew he had those physical traits, Mark. You and I have talked about it. I mean, you know, he, he has rare ability. Of the five quarterbacks that went in the first round this year, Trevor Lawrence is the only one that's close to him in terms of his of his traits and his ability. You know, Trey Lance is, is a phenomenal athlete, but we didn't see enough in FCS football with 17 games to know if he's got the arm talent that, that the Fields has. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think special is still coming. We're talking with Hub Arkish. He's a SCORE senior NFL analyst in the Shaw Media Ubermacher as we talk NFL football, Bears, Bears, Ravens. Mark and I were having a discussion earlier, Hub, that with the Bears defense, no Mac, no Hicks, no Trevathan, no, you're not sure what you're going to get and what you're going to get might be very scary. And I thought two ways to help this team and help your quarterback is you stress the running game and you keep your defense from being exposed. You keep them off the field, presuming your your line can block and they showed a better second half. And you give your quarterback a chance to make more plays without being rushed and flushed and, and having so much pressure because you're you're gonna be pass happy against one of the worst pass deep the worst pass defense in the league, which would seem to be a Matt Nagy tendency as opposed to any kind of well, balance. Sorry, we guys, we got a train there. <laughs> so oh, I thought we were, I didn't know it was a train. It sounded like you were, a wave was cresting and we were going to get soft, romantic, soft, romantic parts at the beach that Hub was going to share with us. You know, Steve, it, it sounded to me like you just read Matt Nagy's game plan. I, I, I mean, all of the improvement from fields that we've seen in recent weeks has come as, as they've been able to, I don't want to say dominate some teams on the ground, but they're running the ball very successfully. The Chicago Bears are fifth in the NFL rushing the football at the halfway point of the season. Now, you know, Mark, you're in the room with me every week. What's been the main bitch from everybody for four years now? Does Matt Nagy even want to run the football? You, you know, and, and, and they, they have fixed that. They have figured that out. Uh, I think that, you know, maybe laser calling plays has something to do with it. Um, but th- that is absolutely the game plan for tomorrow. The problem is that that's the Ravens game plan too. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, so, um, and, and this is where you go back to those injuries that you mentioned. And let's throw in Eddie Jackson, who we think is going to go, but is probably limited coming back from a hamstring. You go back four weeks to when Mac first started showing signs of that bad foot, played hurt two weeks and then missed two games. Over those four weeks, they've dropped from, I think it was 7th in the NFL against the run to 23rd against the run. They've been giving up 146.5 yards a week. 
So, uh, you know, there it is. Uh, if the Bears can run the ball successfully, dominate time of possession, that helps keep that running game and Lamar Jackson on the sideline. And the more you run against this team, which is fourth in the, in the NFL against the run, is where now you open up those shots down the field. Um, Allen Robinson, I'd be shocked if he played, is going to be sorely missed. You know, the other thing that happened last uh, Monday night or week, uh, in Pittsburgh, a week ago Monday night, guys, is that Allen Robinson returned as the key to unlocking that downfield game. And it's not that he is the best deep threat. You know, that's what Mooney and, and Goodwin are there for. But suddenly, once Robinson had to be covered down the field, you found Cole Komet for two 20-plus yard catches down the field. You found Jimmy Graham for 28 yards down the middle. So Robinson is going to be very missed tomorrow. There's no question about that. But I think you're going to see a ton of three tight end and Darnell Mooney. I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end and, and just Mooney and Marquise Goodwin. Um, they can block the run that way. Mooney's become a pretty good run blocker. So the better that, that David Montgomery and Cleo Herbert run the football, the better chance Justin Fields has a win in the game for him. Hey, I'm talking about those big Bears defensive injuries, Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, you mentioned uh, Eddie Jackson. What's the big picture meaning behind those going forward for the Bears? Boy, Mark, it's a great question. I mean, you know, Cleo Mack is still in his prime. You saw what he was doing playing on one foot. He was averaging <laughs> a sack a game. So you hate to be without him the second half of the season, but I find it impossible to believe he doesn't have at least one or two more years of contending for defensive player of the year. Um, Akeem Hicks is more worrisome. He's two years older, and let's face it, he's been banged up for three years now, and he's going to be out of contract. Um, Eddie Jackson was, was playing much better football and, you know, not taking the ball away as much, still struggling a little bit with his tackling. But, you know, as poorly as he played the second half of 19 and all of last year, he was playing pretty well. He's 27 years old, um, you know, so you're fine there. And Danny, I hate it because he's one of my favorite guys on the team and he's one of his teammates' favorite guys on the team. But you've got to assume that he's done now. You know, I mean, he's in the second year of that three-year deal, and he's a little bit expensive. Um, but Roquan Smith is one of the best inside backers in the league. And, and I don't know, you know, what they've – I don't think Joel Ayabuniwe is really going to ever be a starting inside linebacker. Don't really know what they have in Caleb Johnson right now. So, um, you know, you're going to have some things to fix, but you've still got the, those, those centerpieces, those focal points. Eddie Goldman – played the best game maybe of his career against Pittsburgh, and he's just playing his way back into shape. So if you go forward with Goldman and Bilal Nichols anchoring that defensive line, if you've got Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, you know, is playing as well as he ever has, and then you got Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson in the secondary, plus whichever the other kids catch up with them, the defense can still be very good going forward, but they're going to have to add some pieces, another inside linebacker, um, I'd love to see Akeem Hicks back, but I just don't know if that's going to happen or not. And really, you know, you never have enough DBs, but they're they're young and fairly good back there. So I think the defense still has a future. Um, probably not talking about the 18 defense anymore, but you can get back there if you if you had a couple nice more nice pieces in the off season. We're talking with Hub Arkish. He is the Shaw Media Ubermacher when it comes to the NFL, and he's that way at the score too. Damn it, I'm making him the scores Ubermacher regarding the NFL. <laughs> And, and as we discuss, you know, you discuss the loss of Allen Robinson, and one of the things that, that he does is he's open even when he's not and because of his ability to make contested catches. And I wonder if you've seen, if you think we've seen enough improvement in Justin Fields that 
that he has gotten past what dogs every college quarterback in that he doesn't know what an open receiver looks like in the NFL. And I think that was part of the reason that Allen Robinson wasn't, perhaps wasn't as tar- targeted as much because Allen Robinson's open even when a college quarterback doesn't think he is. Have you seen improvement in that from Justin Fields, which suddenly may make the rest of the 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 rest of the receiving core, the rest of his targets more competitive and give him a better chance? You know, Steve, that is such a great point because that is one of the biggest issues with these kids developing. And, and have I seen improvement? Yes. Is he there yet? No. That's still the biggest thing he has to work on is understanding, you know, when he is, quote, NFL open, close quote, and when you're throwing a ball into danger where you shouldn't. And, and so, um, but what you saw on that, the, the game leading drive, they ended up not winning the game, but the big touchdown drive at the end, was that ball he threw to Jimmy Graham? That was NFL Open, and Jimmy Graham, because he's a former Pro Bowler, made the catch, and, and, and you know it, it, it sets up everything. So um, he's learning, he's getting there. Um, it's part of the excitement watching this kid, but it's also why I said special is still coming because he's got more growth to do, and that's one. The, the two biggest things now are understanding NFL Open and knowing what coverages you're looking at and how they disguise these mm. schemes because sometimes you'll now see even veterans who think that they're NFL Open, um, but <laughs> DB comes out of nowhere and they're not. Um, so th- those are the last, those are the, really the two big missing pieces, right? That and he's still holding the ball too long. That, that's the other thing. You know, they're 32nd in the league. Um, uh, in, in quarterback sack percentage, and the reason for that is that on the RPOs, he, he's, he's not making quick enough decisions. I, I've gone entire football seasons, I've been doing this, as you guys know, for a long, long time, and not seen four ineligible receivers downfield all year from all 32 teams. Bears had four of them in the last three games. <laughs> that you, you immediately stop there and say, all right, wait a minute, that, that's not just dumb offensive <laughs> linemen, you know. Uh, and, and that's then you go back and look at the tape and you see what's happening. And Fields has just got them all out of whack. He's got the count off there. So, you know, again, th- this is it's the rookie quarterback thing. Um, but to your point, NFL open, reading defenses, and then just making quicker decisions. And, and he's coming fast. He's coming faster than I expected and, and faster than you usually see. Hey, Hub, the, the Bears, as you know, signed uh, Bruce Irvin and when last he had a something of a full season in 2019 the guy had eight and a half sacks he played in a couple of games for Seattle last year it, it would seem to me just on the surface that there is there is some quality left in Bruce Irvin do you, do you agree I mean like I'm surprised he hadn't been signed before this well, you know, Mark, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, to me, it feels more like buying a lotto ticket because um, he, going all the way back to, I think it was 12 years ago, coming out of West Virginia, phenomenal athlete, was always expected to be a double-digit sack guy and never quite got there. There were some off-the-field concerns when he was younger, uh, not, not a criminal or anything like that. I'm not, you know, the Bears have their no-turds rule, and I assume that they considered that before they brought him in the locker room. Um, uh, we don't have turds on this team. You know, now you're talking about a 34-year-old away from the game for almost a year and a half uh, because of an ACL surgery. So um, he was always an incredible athlete. I, I think the signing absolutely makes sense. 
Uh, I can tell you they probably wouldn't have done it if Khalil was coming back. Sure. Um, but why not? You know, one of the guys that I was extremely hopeful for and continue to be hopeful for, but I'm a little disappointed he's not coming quicker, is Travis Gibson. Um, now we're going to see more of him as well. I don't even know that Bruce Irvin will be activated tomorrow. That would be pretty quick. Um, so we'll see. You know, I, I think it's a good signing. It's a good move. What it tells you is that they're continuing to walk down these parallel paths where, you know, it's about developing the rookie quarterback, but there still is the chance that, that coaches and GMs lose their jobs if they don't win some more football games. And so then you go make a move like this, and you hope that Irvin gives you a little bit extra. Um, I, I Honestly, guys, you know, people forget in that Steeler game without Mac, they did have four sacks. So... I'm a little more concerned about the run defense right now, and I don't think he helps you much with that. But to your point, Mark, yeah, he, he should give them some extra push and at least help teams uh, not be able to spend two or three guys on Robert Quinn. Oh, you know what, Hub? Sorry, Steve. i got to follow up with Hub on something here really quickly. And that you, you asked a question, I think it was maybe on Monday, in regards to the, the self-assessing of the Bears and, uh-huh. and stopping the run game. And something that they just, like, in five games this year, there have been the opposing teams' running backs have rushed for 100 or more. There's been some devastating rushing games against the Bears. And Matt Nagy's answer was to you that it was that it's just an outlier. Did you, did you agree with that? Well, you know, Mark, I, I went back and checked that a few times to make sure I understood it. And, you know, sometimes because you know these guys are never going to answer your questions directly <laughs> right. or at all for the most part. What he meant by outlier, I'm pretty sure, is him and Sean Desai also talk about explosives. And, and I think his point was not that, that it only happened a couple times, but that it's a couple runs a game that are skewing everything. And there is some truth in that. Okay. You know, if you go back and look to the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell had those, I think, 230-plus Uh, yard runs in the second half to change the football game and I think that's what he meant by outliers Uh, and then you look at uh, in the Packers game there was a couple big runs from Aaron Jones late Um, so it was a little confusing but I I, I don't think he was suggesting it's not a problem okay I think he meant it was just being skewed by a few big plays because they also have them in the passing game it's you know the Bears reading statistics you got to know how to use them the Bears are 10th in the NFL defending against the pass uh, but they're 24th in average game per pass and that's what kills them another outlier he was talking about was the Debo Samuel 84 he turned into an 83 yard screen pass that should have been a, a 10 yard game so I think that's what he meant by outliers Hub, we appreciate it thanks for spending time with us today thank you thank, thank you for having me guys take care all right Hub Arkus, the Ubermacher for Shaw Media Football and score NFL Ubermacher because he is. By the way, Mark, while we were discussing this with Hub, we have a bit of breaking news to talking Bears-Ravens. Breaking news on the scores brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo Privacy Simplified. The Ravens, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, have added quarterback Lamar Jackson to the injury report. He is listed as questionable with an illness. He missed two practices this week, also with an illness. But the fact that they've added him to the injury report tells you maybe something, maybe not. Maybe it's procedural, but they've acknowledged that there's something there, and he is listed as questionable. It probably just means he's going to play sick and throw for 532 yards. And (laughs) And make Bears fans sick. However, however, he will be held under 400 yards rushing. 
There we go. That's good. You know what? I think in that in that vein, we shall take a break, and I think we need to do what Mark heard. What Mark heard this week is our near award-winning segment. I think this would be a good time for it after some of our discussion, don't you? I got a high five of Bears cuts, baby. Hey, we're going to rock and roll. Here we go. Let's do it. We suck so you don't have to. It's a public service. It's We're pleasers, not teasers. It's what we do for you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Indeed, our near award-winning segment, What Mark Heard. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Grody. There's Mark Grody over there. We're going to ask Mark, Mark, what you heard. Uh, Well, first of all, a little bit of uh, Bears news uh, as well. Damian Williams, Bears running back. He has been downgraded to doubtful for the game. Here's what I heard. Here is what I heard. (laughs) I heard Justin Fields, and I thought there was a really good question asked to him about the tempo of the Bears offense. Take a listen. 
especially in the second half of the Pittsburgh game, the offense as a whole, when it seems like that when it's under pressure, when you're in a hurry-up offense, so to speak, that you're mm-hmm. able to produce at a faster clip. There's less penalties. There's things like that. Do you feel that? Do you sense that, that you guys are taking a step in this hurry-up, you know, game coming down to the wire kind of offense? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when we switch to the tempo, it definitely, you know, could get our offense in a rhythm. So it's really just, you know, game depending on how the offense feeling and uh, how we're getting in and out of the huddle just on a regular basis. So uh, sometimes we might do that just to, you know, get the play calls in faster. So Yeah, I think that's true, Steve. And it's obviously not something that is sustainable for an entire game because at some point in time you want to eat up some of the clock depending on the score of the game. But I, but I've noticed that. Um, and, you know, we notice that at times with Mitchell Trubisky too. Sometimes you, you crank up the pace, the tempo a little bit, go a little sugar huddle or no huddle, and, and things go right. And obviously the his – Justin Fields' final drive of the game was like that as well. And part of that is the defense is cooperating. They're just going to make you eat up clock because the clock is their friend, not yours. So that part of it happens. I, you know, I guess the, the, <clears throat> it's a stark example, and it's much too simple even for a simple-minded person like me. But where was Justin Fields' second half in the first half? Where was that play calling? Where was that execution? Right. Where was that? And part of it was due to a a defense that was cooperating more. And I, I don't I again I, I will ask that question because as simple as it might be, it may lead you to more complex areas. And I don't I don't I think the Bears are cheating themselves if they don't pull a lot of that second half and make it part of their scripted plays. We it seems like it is root canal to get Matt Nagy to use boots and rollouts and do everything early that makes Justin Fields what Justin Fields is. And the sugar huddle may be part of it. The hurry up offense may be part of it. There's no reason not to do it. It puts your quarterback in a position to succeed. And I just don't know why every first half has to be essentially a a Matt Nagy stubborn fest. And that's what it seems to me that that's going on. Yeah, establish that. I mean, there are things, obvious, basic, rudimentary things that every coach wants to establish, like the run. But how about establish your explosive passing (laughs) attack early in the game instead of waiting until late in the game? And that's exactly what I want to see. Like, Like, what do you have to lose at this point? against this team on Sunday with the injuries going back and forth than to really try to open it up against a defense, a Baltimore defense, against which you can do that. They are not as good as Pittsburgh, and the Bears did some great things against a pretty good Pittsburgh defense. Open it up, establish explosiveness. I, I, you asked a really interesting question that has multiple answers and is part of the confusion and part of the chaos at Hallis Hall. What do you have to lose at this point? Yeah. Well, everybody's got a different answer for that. Yeah, I guess so. You mean like Matt Nagy has a different answer for it, Justin Fields has a different answer for it, is that what you're saying? Right. Yes, and maybe Ryan Pace has a different answer, and maybe George has a different answer, and Ted... They have different answers. What do you have to lose at this point? Well, they, the, the coach does not want to lose any games. He wants to make get some whatever mercy spot in the playoffs so he can lose in the first round again because that's what he does, and that's what how he manages to remain employed. But 
but Justin Fields or people who support Justin Fields, people who want to see him grow, may have a different answer. What you would, you asked the right question for Justin Fields. What do you have to lose? We want to see everything this guy can do. Matt Nagy has a different answer for that one, and I think that clashes with a lot of what we see on Sundays. Yeah, and you, you don't you're, you don't put. I'm not saying you just call everything off and you just let the guy fling it like crazy and put him in in you know wild spots, but. Yeah, I, I, you know, take considerable chances with – like, this is the game to do it, I think. I also have the latest on – and I know we've talked about this a lot, Steve the, – the running game of Justin Fields, like as in when he scrambles or design mm-hmm. runs. And yeah. where he is in the, the progression of knowing when to take on a defender – and when not to take on a defender. I thought this was a really interesting answer, and I think you'll find it amusing. You know, I saw it last game when I got boomed by uh, Mika, and then next time we met, I slid. So, um, you know, I, I pick and choose my battles, and that battle I lost. So uh, next time I just, just slid and got down. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's important to, of course, take care of your body and, you know, not, not take as many hits. In the heat of the moment, is, that's got to be a hard decision to make, right? Or do you see the extra? I mean, no, not really. I mean, I feel like, and during the week, I, I pick and choose like who I might try if I see him one on one, especially in that situation. Third down, I got about two, three yards. If I hit him, I could fall forward and get the first down. So you just got to pick and choose him in the in the times of the game. So and I, you know, I chose that one and I just just lost that one. So I, I Steve, I love the idea of him before a game going, okay, I could take that guy, I could beat that guy up, I could totally <laughs> kick his ass. That guy, that guy right there, Minka, I probably don't want to take that guy on. So I just, I love the idea that he's kind of. And it's not like that, but I like to think it's like that. Right, that's, that's the guy in the bar. I could take that yeah. one. I can't take that one. <laughs> I could totally I could, take that I could that take guy. you and you and you, but I know I can't take I, I like that. And I, I love during the week. That's part of his, <clears throat> I don't know if it's watching film, but that's part of his scouting report. And I, I love that it gets that. Um, I, guess, I don't know if that's granular or not, but he's talking about that one more yard, those two more yards. That's what he's talking about. I need that. What am I going to sacrifice? And can I get it against this guy or this guy? I love that. I yeah. can take him. I can take him. Yeah. Right. All right. And, and he can it's sometimes. Good. You know what I mean? Like, he's a big dude. So yeah. he, he can take on some. I mean, tell me he can't take on some of the safeties and defensive backs and at least absolutely, some of the linebackers even. Absolutely he can. He's just got to – the problem is – and he's like he's not a bad slider. It's just being caught in between sometimes. And, you know, do I want to protect myself? Do I want to stay up? That he has to be better at and good at ultimately because that's how guys – get hurt when you're indecisive and so you want him to make hey if you want to put the shoulder down and you've sized the the guy up that's fine but don't get caught in between you know i found it interesting and much is made of lamar jackson what a a dual threat he is and and by the way don't get don't don't sleep on his passing but he has 639 rushing yards and that leads nfl quarterbacks by a lot jalen hurts is next at 547 then Josh Allen at 322, and look at that, Justin Fields, 288, fourth in the NFL in rushing yes. for quarterback. Yeah, it's it snuck up on us. Yeah, it did. I didn't. I thought, oh wow, this is. Thank you for playing against Lamar Jackson. So I would have I had reason to take note of this. No doubt. Um, that that said, let's get into Steve a bit about how. The Baltimore defense 
will attack Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I heard a great interview on Bears All Access with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer, and they had on the voice of the Baltimore Ravens, the unfortunately named Jerry with a G, Sandusky. And he talked about what what to expect from Baltimore, and he also had a great comp for Justin Fields. Take a listen. What Wink Martindale has done against rookie quarterbacks since Wink became the defensive coordinator four years ago, it is a steady diet of blitzes. And it's not just cover zero blitzes. Justin Fields isn't going to just see nine on the line and they're all coming. He's going to see six on the line. He'll see seven on the line. He'll see three on the line and they'll rush five. He's going to see blitz packages that he's not seen before. And they're designed to just kind of put a little brain freeze on a young quarterback. He will see blitzes on Sunday that he hasn't seen before. And they're designed to build in a little hesitancy. He, however, has escapability. He's a great athlete. He reminds me, as I watched tape on him this this week, he reminds me of a young more slender version of Cam Newton. He's got the big arm. He can he can wing it. He's does, he's not afraid at all to tuck and run. And he's and he's a he's a straight line runner. Right. He's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You, know, you people want to comp him to Lamar Jackson, Steve. He I think that Cam Newton is perfect. He's not quite as big as as Cam Newton, but as we were just talking about, he is a guy who can lower the shoulder. And let's see, you know, if. Old Wink Martindale is going to be bringing stuff that Justin Fields has never seen. Let's see if the Bears coaching staff has Justin Fields more prepared for it than they did when he was sacked a million times against Cleveland in his first start. I I believe this. Every defensive coordinator the, the Bears see will be bringing stuff that Justin Fields hasn't seen. And it'll work some of the time. It'll work enough that they'll bring it back. And how how much he figures things out, how quickly he does that, like he, he quickly figured out, I'm not going to crash into Minka Fitzpatrick anymore. No more. That hurt. I'm not doing that. It is, again, it's similar to that. What can I figure out about the way they're, what they're showing me, how they're coming? Do I throw to the, to the blitzing area? That's the hot area. And that, what the Bears offensive coaches want him to do based on what the defense is showing him. I think he's seeing that every week. So some of it may leave his head spinning. Others might leave him. I've seen this before. I can process this. And that may speed things up. So I, I, I know that he'll see stuff he hasn't seen before, how he reacts to that, and what he does after that hesitation is what determines his growth and bear success, I believe. Yeah, and, and another it, reason to run the ball. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's like he. Every rookie quarterback goes through like a defensive hazing, where okay, mm-hmm. where we are going to bring everything, and we we're totally comfortable leaving our defensive backs all alone because you're a damn rookie and you ain't going to see everything that we're bringing. And if you make it through that, if you're a rookie quarterback and you can you can plow your way through it, then the next year and the next years become a little bit easier. And the quarterbacks that don't make it are the ones that never adjust to it and so I think that in this regard this is an important game for Justin Fields and you're right like every defensive coordinator is thinking this but Wink Martindale has had a history of being particularly good at harassing rookie quarterbacks so a lot has been made of that and I'll be interested to see what Jerry Sandusky says are things that Justin Fields has not seen this year you know his bad games are really bad Cleveland Tampa right Mm -hmm. no doubt no doubt but otherwise, we've seen some sense, some more poise, more growth, more 
however, whatever the speed of that growth is. So you kind of you kind of know this is going to be. You know, they used to we we watch some pitchers and. Oh, we can tell early. This is not going to be a good. This is going to be ugly. Um, Jake Arrieta was kind of like that at the end. It's like, Oof. oh, this is not going to go well. Oof. But we've we know when he's when he's bad, he's really bad, and it just seems endless. But when he's not, there is hope on every play, and I and I think that they're starting to see less, fewer times where that he's going to fall into that. Where he's going to plummet down that that ugly hole again? Hub said it when we talked to him earlier. He said, "This is what rookie quarterbacks do. Yeah. It's not going to be all straight up. It's not going to be all linear. There's going to be there's going to be a pothole, and it might be a deep one. And then you crawl out of it, and he improves. And we've seen that from him. There's all kinds of reasons for hope on that front. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a great point because I think that there is so much want for Justin Fields to be good that everything like all of his the good things that he have done have been magnified including the final drive in Pittsburgh and people desperately wanting that to be okay that's it straight forward ahead yeah Justin Fields is probably going to have another bad game or some really bad moments or some horrific interceptions because he is a rookie because he has not seen it all but as the coaching staff has seen and one, one thing that Matt Nagy said that did make a lot of sense is every week he is say, seeing completely different things, completely different looks, and he can check those off of the proverbial list and then don't make the same mistakes against those same coverages the next time. Like he can look at it and say, Oh, okay. Like he comes over to the sideline and Bill Lazor is showing him, or not not Bill Lazor, but John DiFilippo, he's showing him on the computer, hey, here's what, oh, okay, I see that. And then hopefully, and because Justin Fields does seem to be good at processing, he is a smart guy off the football field and on the football field, that it won't happen again. And that's the hope. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We have more of What Mark Heard, our near award-winning segment. And we will come back with that. Top of the hour, Grobber. Yes. What's Grobber thankful for? Thanksgiving. Great. Sports, life, everything. I'm thankful that Taylor Swift has not written a 10-minute song about me, about the end, of, <laughs> the end of our relationship. So I'm, I'm glad that she's showing some discretion when it comes to her and I. Ugh. I'm Steve Rosenblum. <laughs> He's Mark Grody. We suck so you don't have to on Saturday Suck at Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I love the Bears. Bears. Bears, my friend. Bears-Ravens, Lamar Jackson has been added to the Ravens injury report with an illness. He is listed as questionable. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. Saturday Suckage, we are into the second half of our presentation of our near award-winning segment, What Mark Heard. Guys, if I could interject, I I feel like... It's our duty as Saturday Suckage to acknowledge what Michigan State is doing in the territory of sucking right now. They're, <laughs> it's 49 to nothing with a minute and a half left in the oh, first half. Oh, is it 49 half. now? Yes. I, I saw yes. 35 nothing. Yes. Ohio State has scored again. That's oh, I, the I, Mel I, Tucker we know. That's right. That's right. They give him they give him $95 million, and apparently he's going to give up a million dollars for every point, uh, or a point for every million dollar of that contract. That is just a thing. 
Wow. I was that's wondering. not even Aaron Rodgers uh, quarterbacking against Mark Trestman, is it? <laughs> no, no. Nor is it Tom Brady going up against the Mel Tucker Bears defense back in the day. Um, wow. Yeah, I was wondering why Justin Fields, like I, I saw his tweets popping up on my phone saying, too easy. That that explains that. So Yeah. Yeah, how much is Ryan Day worth then? If, if Mel Tucker's worth, yeah, right. I guess so. The guy knew what he was talking about when he told the Bears, "Yeah, you should draft my guy. You could definitely draft my guy at number eleven." Which the Bears. So that's that's Saturday suckage like it ought to be. Trash Panda bringing it. So uh, what is what Mark heard? We have to uh, we have to play the second half of this. We were talking about the the idea of taking big shots and taking chances, Justin mm-hmm. Fields, and. I got some good news for you, and it comes in the form of Bears offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, who is somebody who thinks that, well, you'll hear it, but the the idea that Justin Fields is not afraid to throw the ball down the field is not always the case with every single young quarterback. Here is Bill Lazor. When you first start coaching a guy, you have to find where, where is he on that scale, on that, that uh, spectrum of, of being aggressive and being too cautious. And the fact that a, a rookie will make the throws when guys are covered, uh, to me, is, is a positive, and it helps you get more big plays. And I know we've talked about it in here on other uh, Thursdays. We need more big plays. So we need him to, to, to make the throws. And some weeks you play against zone teams where there aren't going to be as many of those. I mean, the, the windows maybe are tight, but it's different than you play man teams, and you're going to have guys, you know, guys are going to be NFL open. I guess my history would tell me that it's very hard to talk a guy into losing caution. If he's cautious, you're just going to have a hard time getting a ton of, a ton of production in the NFL. If he's reckless, you're going to turn the ball over a lot. Cautious, it's just people score too many points these days. In the old days, right, when you can play ebb and flow football, like Bill Parcells wrote in his book about ebb and flow football, you punt it to them, they punt it to you. It's like it got to the point in the NFL where you can only win those games if the other team was trying to do the same thing. So, in other words, that was the, the whole context of the conversation we were having with Bill Lazor was that Justin Fields has that thing where he is he is unafraid and you don't have to coach him to be aggressive. And I thought it was interesting that – it, that he said that it is hard. Like if if a player doesn't have that sort of innately, then it's just not going to happen. And I think it comes back to what we have discussed for a long time here. And Hub brought it up. Hub said that Justin Fields just holds on to the ball too long. And I've long contended I'm okay with that at this point. I'm okay with that because he thinks touchdown to checkdown. Yes, which is the opposite of Mitch Trubisky. And I think that it, that also jives with what um, Laser was talking about. Is you can you can rein those guys in. He doesn't. He's not really reckless. He's a, he's a smart. And there's smart daring in his game. And sometimes he does hold on too long because he thinks he can be a superhero. And I'm kind of okay with that. I, I've seen it the other way, and I don't like it. So I'm kind of okay with what he's doing. The last guy we saw didn't have that. Wasn't even close. And, and that was the, you know, when you're talking about the, the caution, that was, whatever Bill Lazor talks about in that cup, Mark, that's Mitch Trubisky. And you can't yeah. coach the bomb into him. You can coach a little more, a little smarter daring 
into Justin Fields, I think. That's the way I understood Smarter it. Smarter daring is, is the perfect way to put it. And I remember when, when Justin Fields was on with Parkins and Spiegel recently, one of the things that he kind of lamented was the fact that at the NFL level, there are many times where you're just not going to have time to do that. And, yes, he has taken the extra time sometimes and gotten burned by it, but he is learning – that balance between taking your time and getting the ball down the field. But, yes, you do have to settle, as he said, I think, in the interview, paraphrasing, sometimes you got to settle for that for that check down and then move on to the next play. So, there, as, as you're saying, Steve, there, there is a balance, but at least he has it in his head that his number one option is to get the ball downfield. Yeah, and, and that's what we were screaming for. That's what we wanted to see. We, you want explosive plays, and that's fine. Better to rein that in than try to put a boot up somebody's backside and 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 move it, and and take one shot for that kind of, uh, or one shot at that at deep or whenever it is. He's willing to look for that every play if he gets a chance, and I think that's great. Final cut that I have here on what Mark heard on the Rosenblum and Grody show today is going to be bear safety. To Sean Gibson, and uh, we talked to him about obviously the plan that Miami had with all the safety blitzes and uh, bringing the house and leaving the secondary exposed. Here's what he had to say about that. You know, I think that you got to be tight in coverage. I think that a lot of people can try to send a blitz to him and and, and limit his mobility uh, from from the waist down. But like I say, man, he's progressed as a quarterback. He can make those throws. He's he's dropping his deep balls, man. Is is is, is looking better than ever. He's dropping them right in the dime. He's got guys that's able to go out there and get it. Uh, so obviously, you got to be able to be tight on coverage. Uh, you know, you can't just say I'm gonna send a house man and make him beat us with his arm because you know he's at that phase in his career right now where he's making those throws that he can beat you with his arm. So. Uh, Obviously, it's rush and cover go together. Everybody just got to do their job, man. We don't need Superman out there, man. We need everybody doing, playing their role, being who they are in this defense, and I think we have success. Yeah, and, and we kind of touched on this earlier, Steve, that you know, Sean Desai is not going to be able to get away with doing exactly what Miami did, or that's probably on John Harbaugh and Baltimore. Harbaugh has proven to be a very good coach in, in adjusting to such matters as that. But you can you could use some of it, but you just can't use the entire blueprint. And you would expect the Bears to admit, with any kind of self-scouting, especially after a bye, even though Matt Nagy's team suck after a bye, with any kind of self-scouting, you would say we can't do that in these circumstances. But here are some of the things we can do that made him make mistakes or turned him into an ordinary quarterback or made him one-dimensional. I mean, that's really what you're looking for with that guy. Pick a dimension and that's it. Don't give him the opportunity to beat you two different ways because then you're just your defense is going to be torched. Yeah, and, you know, he's, he's probably the, – the Baltimore Ravens are probably here – right now and they're in a hotel and uh, Lamar Listen Jackson is and Lamar Jackson is sick right now. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows yeah. what he's going to have? I don't know what kind of illness it is, you know, but uh there is that. Isn't that great? <laughs> like the big hope is, oh, he's sick. Maybe he won't be able to be as explosive as I you know he's going to play and you know he's probably going to do big things. No, I I think that's the best thing that the um, the Bears could hope for is that's that's the key to their game. The key to Matt Nagy's actually breaking a four-game losing streak is that the other team's <clears throat> quarterback is hurt and sick or whatever it is, 
and can't play. That's really what his, that's his offensive success. That's his coaching ability. Have the other guy get hurt. Like Revan Watkins, legendary, legendary clip on the score. The, the Cubs don't have to get better. The other teams just have to get worse. <laughs> yes, so if the, yes. if the Ravens get worse, Matt Nagy's team doesn't have to get better, and there's really no chance that they will. We're going to take a break. We need some analysis of the game and analysis of Thanksgiving from Les Grobstein. The Grobber's going to join us after this break. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Thanks for joining us on Saturday Suck It, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 